All right, we here. Welcome to another episode of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. As always, we got some good people in the building. We got Jamar on the boards, and we have a special guest in the building. How about you go ahead and introduce yourself? I am Yasmin. Oh my God, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> okay. Um, Yasmin here is the creator of a very popular wellness brand. Um, how about you start with there? Okay. You said very popular. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I am the CEO and founder of a wellness company called Transparent Black Girl. Um, and I recently started a new component called Transparent Black Guy. And so we are just all about um, radical self-care and healing. And it's just something I'm really passionate about. And it's been almost two years since I got started. And it's grown a lot within this year. And I'm really grateful for all the growth. So yeah, it's a little bit about what I what I do. Yeah, that's really awesome work you're doing. Thank you. What's your definition of wellness? Um, well, for me, I think that honestly, wellness is multifaceted, and I think that um, wellness, like Black people, is mm-hmm. is is multifaceted is multifaceted, and it should be. And so I feel like it should be free to take on as many forms as it sees fit. So I feel like wellness is for me whatever I needed to be at the time. So. Wellness for me is therapy, it's hanging out with my friends, it's um, healing from trauma, it's me owning every part of who I am, um, it's thirst traps, it's, it's, it's all of those true, It's true. all of those things. And so um, my platform is um, reflective of that. And so I think that that's why we've had um, such, a, such a big, um, I guess, jump in our, in our growth. Um, as far as like on our Instagram platform, we went from, um, I want to say 500 followers to um, almost 21K in less than a year. And so that's, that's just insane. been, thank you. And so that's just been as a result of um, just me being um, open and honest with my followers and just being transparent about the journey of Transparent Black Girl and just through the events and the just one-on-one connections that we've had. Um, so yeah, so for me, I think that um, I, I feel like in terms of wellness, just the things that I was seeing from different platforms, I felt like um, that if you weren't seeing a whole bunch of leaves and plants and trees and, mm-hmm. you know, like hashtag self-care and like yoga poses and shit like that, then like there really wasn't a conversation about wellness. But I feel like um, wellness is um, a lot of things. And so I felt like I wanted to create a space where like we could just be honest about that. Mm-hmm. And so um I'm just I'm really grateful for just the way people have responded to it um, because I I did not think that it would um, go as well as it's been going. So I'm like, I'm really appreciative of it. And I'm just I'm proud of the growth and just how it's just turned into this thing that's just much bigger than um, me or anything I could have planned. That sounds so great. Um, So for the listeners, me and Yaz, we uh went to college together we did um we both were on the e-board of the black student union at our respective college uh shout out montclair state university and i just want to know what was your uh what was your headspace when you first founded the company um honestly my headspace like all of this was really organic um it was never like a plan for me to to even create a company Um, honestly, I had started blogging, uh, my last year of college and just people had just resonated with my writing in a way that I didn't anticipate also. And so I just kept on getting comments of people saying like, I love how you're so transparent. I love how you're so transparent. Um, it was just something I kept hearing. 
And so I was like, okay, like um, as much as I appreciated that, I felt like there were so many women on social media that were inspiring me to be transparent. Mm-hmm. And I just like wanted to create a space to honor them and to encourage other women to want to be um, transparent as well. Um, and so I was just like, okay, I'm going to just make like an appreciation page. Like I really just thought it would be just that. I had no plans for it to be a company. Um, but the followers in the community were like, okay, so when are you going to start having events? And I was mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Like, so yeah. that, that wasn't a part of the plan. Um, so I started to have events and from there they were like, okay, well, like when are you having another one? And, mm-hmm. um, I started to like have like events with all different types of themes. Like I had a wine tasting, um, I had a yoga event and then I had an event, um, for like healing from trauma and that honestly that wasn't a successful event that was like an event that I like had spent a lot of money on Mm -hmm. and that I was like kind of in the hole with so I was like okay they don't want to talk about healing they don't want to talk about um you know wellness at all um and then like afterwards like after the event um so many people had found out about it I guess from like the social media and people reaching out that I got like an overwhelming amount of when are you having another healing event? Mm. When are you having another healing event? And um, just the people that came um, reaching out to me saying how grateful they were for it. And so it was kind of like after it happened, like a wave of people had started to come in and say like, okay, this is like what we want. And so when I realized that, um, that they really weren't interested in anything else, I was like, okay, so like maybe they do want this, maybe they do want to heal. And, um, after that, um, I just kind of just said, OK, well, like I'm going to have one more event and see how it goes um, for wellness. And so I had an event called R&B Yoga, mm-hmm. um, which was just like a celebration of like body positivity and um, um, yoga also and just like body movement. And it went really well. And so after that, I decided, OK, like this is definitely what my community wants to do. They're excited mm-hmm. about the mental health content. They're excited about um, wellness and what wellness means for black people, just because I feel like the representation of black people in wellness is like a very small um, box. And right. so I felt like, OK, this is what I'm going to do. And once we, I guess, totally rebranded as a wellness company, like the following just got bigger and bigger and bigger right. and bigger. Um, and so I guess for me, that just made me realize that this was what it was made for. And from there, we just had an, um, just an overwhelming amount of people that were just really excited and were sharing their stories and just wanted to know what, what was next for Transparent Black Girl. It's interesting that you frame it that way, because um, usually when you're getting started, it's always the community that like, is giving you that pushback like yeah. yo when's the next project when's the next thing this and that and then it like it kickstarts it kickstarts the big project yeah or or the purpose of what you of what you set out to to do in the first place and 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 most times it gives you new purpose um which leads me to ask you how your community has affected your experience in wellness um, my community has affect, has affected my experience in wellness so much. It's definitely challenged me and it's um made me just even more so reflective of my own personal journey mm-hmm. and just being um aware of the fact that like there are now thousands of people watching this platform and how we're moving and how we're healing and the type of content that we're creating. And so for me, um it's definitely an honor, but there's also a sense of responsibility that comes along with it. Because I feel like there are some people that have, you know, social media platforms that grow, but they don't do shit with them, you know, and they just and they just post. And so for me, I was just like, if I'm going to have over 20,000 people following me, engaging with me, 
Um, I'm going to make sure that they heal. I'm going to mm-hmm. make sure that they, you know, become their best selves and that we don't just look like our best selves because, right. because just, because I feel like uh, physical wellness is just one component. Like you can be working out every day, but not addressing your trauma and, mm-hmm. and you're still just as unhealthy as you were before. And right. so I wanted it to be a full experience, but I also wanted it to be a space where, um, we could like, again, be free to be ourselves. And so even with um, our R&B yoga event, having a yoga event with R&B music, um, with neo soul music, that was important for me because I felt like um, when I would go to yoga spaces with just white women, it was very serious. Um, it was like music that I couldn't resonate with at oh, all. Man. Yeah, all of that. And I was just like, nah, like that's just, it's just not how I choose to, you know, and like, yeah. and if it works for you, cool. But like, that just wasn't, uh, what I felt like I connected with. And when I was home doing yoga, I was doing yoga to Anita Baker and Sade. And like, right. that's how I felt comfortable. And so I wanted to create that same experience. And I did. And we felt comfortable and we laughed and we talked during yoga. And so it was just something that was for us. And I was just like, that's what it should be. It That it should be an opportunity for you to heal yourself, but to also have open and honest dialogue. And I feel like that can only happen in spaces that are, you know, created for and by us. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just inspired me to continue to um, honestly just keep that same energy with mm-hmm. all of my events, um, with everything that I'm trying to do. And um, it also inspired me to realize, to understand that like this work was beyond myself and it was even beyond black women, which is mm-hmm. why Transparent Black Guy became, became a thing, because right. I feel like um, we can't heal and go to therapy and expect to go home to our brothers cousins partners and expect for them to like you know be healed also when they're being left out of that work you know and so i just kind of felt like okay well if i'm gonna really do this then i need to include these same men that we want to hold accountable because if there's nobody teaching them how to heal themselves then i I feel like all we can only complain but so much if we're if we're not willing to like you know heal ourselves and you know heal with black men in the process and so it was just really important to me to start transparent black eye and so it's just like i said it's just been a mirror for me um Mm -hmm. and i think that in the in the beginning as excited i was as excited as i was about healing myself um and healing other black women i feel like on some level that was very selfish um Mm -hmm. because at the same time you're completely leaving out a whole part of your race um and i just didn't feel good about that anymore and i wanted the black men in my life to come to my event to feel comfortable but they were like, it's nothing but women here. <laughs> like, right. you know, so they would come, but, you know, they would stay in the back or they would come and help set up and they would be out of there. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, no, I want you to stay. But like, mm-hmm. I also had to realize like there was no space for them in that space. And so in order to um, have them want to be excited about wellness and healing and, and talking about therapy, then they needed a safe space for themselves. And so that's how Transparent Black Guy came into play. And I'm really excited for that and the growth that's even going on with that. And um. I hope it becomes as big as Transparent Black Girl does. I hope so, too. Thank you. Uh, you spoke about the vast growth of yeah. the brand. Um, how fast did it grow? Uh, I want to say maybe. I don't even think I had 1,000 followers at the beginning of this year, honestly. Wow. Yeah, I don't even think I did. And I remember I posted a meme mm-hmm. of Beyonce. And so, like, I'm a, I'm a huge Beyonce fan. I love Beyonce. Um, so no Beyonce slander will be tolerated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you won't get it from me. Um, but, yeah, so I had posted um, a meme of Beyonce. And I just been saying, like, all these, like, negative memes. They, it was, like, uh, her, uh, like, laying on the Adidas sneakers when she announced her new line. Right. And somebody had posted, like, a negative meme. And it was, like, me, my stress, my bills, my anxiety, like, all this, mm-hmm. like, crazy shit. And I was just like, that's what y'all want floating around 
on the internet. And so for me, I just decided to make a positive one. I was just like, you know, me, my therapist, consistent men, like just a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to like manifest for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And from there, I woke up the next morning and I think I had like 1500 followers and I was like, what is going on? Like Mm -hmm. people like really love this meme. And so from there, I made another meme and another meme. And like, I just got really consistent with content. Um, But I made sure like, okay, because I didn't, because I never wanted to be just a meme account. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also made, but I also wanted to make sure that like, if memes were going to be what we were known for outside of our events, that they were going to continue to be positive and that they were going to be, you know, if they were going to go viral, that they, I would want them to go viral um, to just motivate people. And so Mm -hmm. I just continued to make them and I just made, um, I made them everything that I've ever wanted to manifest, honestly. And um, every time I post a meme, my following jumps like crazy. Um, and so it's it's been a really cool thing to see. And so I just to get messages from people saying, like, every time I go on social media, I see somebody reposting one of your memes. Like, it's always on an IG story. I'm always seeing Transparent Black Girl everywhere. Like, you know, you're doing great. And so it definitely um, was a cool thing. But again, there was also that responsibility of like, okay, so if I'm going to have content that's going to consistently go viral, mm-hmm. I need to make sure that this content is positive and that people um, feel better about their lives and the things that they want to um, do with them when they, when they see this content. What would you say that the growth of your brand over a short period of time has had um – what impact has that had on your decision making? Um, it's definitely made me want to get a better hold of like my schedule mm-hmm. and being responsible. Um, just because I don't, I currently don't have a social media manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been me controlling the content. And so controlling the content, being in grad school, running my own platform um, outside of all of this, I'm, I'm a writer. So writing for other companies. So just trying to have all of that balance and what that looks like. Um, it's just, so it's just made me just want to do better with, with scheduling and making sure that I'm, um, showing up for myself first before I show up for anything else. Cause I can't be talking about wellness if I'm waking up and not working out, not going to therapy, not making sure I'm good first before I go, um, and create content for thousands of people to feel right. good. So it's just been, um, honestly, I would say the biggest thing that I've, that I've learned and that I, I'm continuing to learn mm-hmm. is time management, uh, because Absolutely. platforms and growing them and Instagram and, and you know, you have to you have to be consistent. And mm-hmm. so posting multiple times a day like that takes planning. Mm-hmm. And so content planning is like a, is, is a real is a real which, thing. And figuring out which time of the day. Exactly. Figuring out which time of the day and things like that. And honestly, I don't um, I don't really go. Yeah, it is. I don't really go too crazy with the times of the day. Um, I, I try not to post too early or too late. That mm-hmm. That's about as far as I'm going with stuff. I'm not going to I try not to overwhelm myself with that part of the um, I guess part of that uh, process um but i try to always create meaningful content content that i feel um will resonate with with my followers and and that resonates with me because if i if i don't believe in it i don't post it Mm -hmm. and i think that um a lot of people on social media are posting things that they don't believe in just to get likes just to get clout and like i never want to get to a place where i do that so um i just really just try to keep it organic to, to me and the things that i believe in um what what would you say, um, how would you deal with, how do you deal with failure in terms of uh, running a wellness brand? Because, like, you know, uh, there's always going to be, there's o- there's always going to be ups and downs, but specifically dealing with a brand where you're promoting positivity on a regular basis, like, I'm sure it kind of, like, uh, it kind of goes, like, back on, it kind of, 
it kind of uh, it's like you're battling. It's like you're battling the very thing that you're trying to promote. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I know it gets frustrating. So just speak on like the down, like like the downfalls of running a brand, and you know, especially a brand that like promotes positivity. Um. Well, I'd say number one, the people that comment saying like. Well, you know, wellness isn't just for black people. Or like, why is your platform just for black people? Mm-hmm. You know, you should include all women. You should include all women of color. You should do this. You should do that. Like, telling me what I what I should be doing. And so, for me, I think that's the first thing that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I was having people say to me, like, well, at some point, are you going to do things for people that aren't black? And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, I, do, I do everything that I do for black people. And I'm right. very unapologetic with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, for my personal brand, um, the only thing that I... I, I guess that I do for everyone is body positivity just because mm-hmm. for me, like I, I feel like that's just such a, um, it's that is a thing that affects so many people. Um, right. but, but in general, I do everything that I do for black people first. And if you feel inspired, then cool. You know, um, I appreciate that, but like we, we need healing and it's mm-hmm. not my responsibility to take care of anyone else. It's my responsibility to take care of our people. Um, so I definitely would say the DMs that I often get, mm-hmm. I don't really get them much anymore, but like as the following first started to grow, people would, you know, leave really nasty comments or DMs and, you know, say things about how like I wasn't helping all women or I wasn't helping all people. And, um, you know, it was like reverse racism, just crazy shit. And, and for yeah. me, ultimately, bored on, yeah, you on just, you just bored, shit. like hiding behind, you know, accounts with two or three followers saying all types of dumb shit. Um, but honestly, I'm at a point where like that. I could care less about. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say failure um, as as far as anything else. Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, my following has been so supportive and my last few events have just um, had an overwhelming amount of support. Um, but I would just say like at times if I have a goal and I don't sell as much merch mm-hmm. or um enough people don't like a post that I really put a lot of effort into. Those can Mm -hmm. sometimes be discouraging. Um, Or like how I feel that like my memes will get hella likes, hella, you know, because that's what my following is used to. So like if I try to switch it up at times and have a post that like isn't a meme, Mm -hmm. it won't get that much attention. And so I think those are, I guess, things that'll, you know, frustrate me a little bit. Um, But I wouldn't say I I feel like I'm failing. It would, it's for me, it's just a, I guess a mental note and things that I just have to have conversations with myself about just about being strategic and making sure that I'm, um, you know, showing all different kinds of content and that I'm remembering that, you know, when I don't sell, you know, as much merch as I want to that day, I'm not forgetting, you know, at my last event that I sold almost a thousand dollars in merch. So just, so, so just, just thinking about those things and just not giving up. Um, I definitely worry like, you know, in the future, as far as like what transparent black guy will look like, mm-hmm. will black men really support as much um, as black women have supported transparent black girl? Um, do black men want to heal? Do they want to go to therapy? Do they want to help themselves? Do they want to hold themselves accountable? Which is a whole other conversation. Um, so I, I think those are the things that I, I guess I worry about, but outside of that, um, this, this journey has just been, um, again, so organic that I haven't even had time to worry about failure because the following has just gotten bigger. And if anything, I've just had to like grow with it and understand that like, I can't do this by myself. And so just like now being in the process of like getting a team together and like figuring out for 2020, like for our next events. And so um, if anything, I, I worry about 
days where I don't feel like I want to do any of this. Like there are days when I just want to just sit in my house and forget that I own a business and I'm in grad school and just be a regular person and just watch hella TV, you know, like Mm -hmm. I haven't been on Netflix in months. So, you know, I I think those are the times that I get a little frustrated, but in general, I, um, I don't worry about failure. I, I think that, um, the space that I was in before wellness and like just battling, you know, depression, anxiety, all those things. And I think just overcoming them, it's just given me, um, I guess just a, a new amount of strength where I'm like, if I got through all that shit, I, this, this social media platform in this company, like it's going to be good. Cause right. I'm good. Yeah. Um, how would you say, uh, how responsible do you feel to align your brand with people who have studied and practiced wellness professionally versus people who simply preach their piece. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a little bit in the middle because for me, I feel like you don't have, like, I don't have a wellness license. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like if, if that's even a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also feel like, again, because our people haven't had as many opportunities to heal and to explore wellness. Like this space is not for people um, who are like wellness professionals. Um, This space is for people who are on the journey to wellness and are wondering what that looks like and that fall short and make mistakes um, and that want to be their best selves. Now, as far as our events go, um, I definitely do bring professionals in, but I bring professionals in whose stories resonate with me. Like if, if I don't, I don't give a fuck if you would, if you're a trainer, like, Mm -hmm. you know, tell me about your journey and what got you to that place. Or like, you know, or if you're a healer, like it's hella niggas is like, can I curse? Like, I feel like I didn't ask, <laughs> I didn't ask that, but like it's hella niggas out here that are healers <laughs> and, you know, yeah. you know, practitioners and all that shit. But like, I care about your journey. So for my event healing from trauma, um, I brought in um, one of my friends who, who healed herself from an autoimmune disease. And mm-hmm. so for me, um, she did not have any license and she's not a doctor, mm-hmm. uh, but she woke up one morning and half her hair was missing and she started a cleanse and she healed herself and her hair grew back and all of the, you know, ailments that she was experiencing um, went away within a month. And so that to me was inspiring. So I didn't care about her credentials. I didn't care about what she had or didn't have. And um, I brought her on and she helped um, thousands of people on her platform heal. And so I brought her to my first event and the connections that she made with people there, that to me was what was important. Not, you know, her journey, not her license. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, but I'm not opposed to, Having people, um, you know, of all, I guess, walks of wellness life come, you know, to my events and come help people. Um, so I don't have an issue with that. But I, I think for me, it's, it's about who you are and what you do and why you're coming here. You know, like, are you coming here because you really give a fuck about black people? Or are you coming here because you like you want to check, you right. know, like so I think that's um, where I am. And just wanting to know that the people that I have helping my followers that they um, are like-minded and that they really believe in this work and that they understand um, that everyone is not going to get it right away. You know, like my yoga instructor, she was very patient with everyone there. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was important to me because some people there had never done yoga before. Um, And and in some yoga settings, yoga is very serious and either you get it or you don't. And there's a constant correction of people, you know, in the yoga sessions and even um, 
what I appreciated about her was she said in the beginning, you know, if you want me to correct you while you're posing, let me know. If not, I won't touch you. Right. You know, like I'll let you, you know, just do your thing and be to yourself. Um, and she constantly reminded everyone there that, you know, there is no such thing as a yogi. Like if you're breathing, you're doing yoga. And mm-hmm. so like that was just important to me. And that was an experience that I had never had in a yoga um, session anywhere outside of the space that I created. And so for me, it's just about it's about your energy um, and your spirit and what you're bringing and, and why you want to be in the space. Um, so I would like to have a balance because I know that there are different forms mm-hmm. of wellness that I haven't even been exposed to yet. Um, just as far as like sound bath healing and like, you know, meditation and just different things like that mm-hmm. that I'm interested in. So I definitely want someone who has experience, um, yeah. but I don't necessarily need, you know, um, someone who is has like 20 years experience, you know, right. as far as someone to come. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with a balance. So have you crossed paths with people who are like people who are just in it for the check or for the clout? Like, and how do you how do you deal with those? Um, well, I, well, I get a lot of DMs. I get a lot of DMs uh, for people wanting to come um, on for events. And so I, I filter out um, and just get to know people and just make decisions from there. But, yeah, definitely. But I've also come in contact with people who um, really want to help and, and that really do great work. Um I just came in contact with someone who um, helps like with like reproductive medicine for black women and just mm. like having just so many conversations about like the, the statistics of black women and infertility and fibroids and things like that, which is um, definitely something that um, in 2020 I want to have a really um, just impactful event for just because mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's so many black women who experience issues with their period and they think it's normal right. and there's nothing normal about it. So um, that's something that I've really been passionate about. And so I've talked to, um, OBGYNs, but I've also talked to women that had just have had years of experience with horrible doctors, right. um, you know, who just did work for themselves. And so that's why I feel like it's important to have a balance because um, just because you're a doctor doesn't mean that you know what's best for, for you know, every every person. Every person is different. Every body is different. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So just for me, I, I definitely filter out. And then just make decisions based on, you know, what, what I what I get from you, the research I've done, the people I've asked, because the world is real small. Everybody know everybody. Um, so, yeah, just figuring it out like that, because I, I feel like for me, Transparent Black Girl um, is my baby. And so mm-hmm. you wouldn't just let your kid around anybody. You know, you're going right. to gonna vet them out. You're going to make sure they, you know, you're going to make sure they straight. Um, you know, so, yeah, I'm just trying to, I guess, trying to find a balance with that. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely get all types of type of dms <laughs> every day and i don't i don't have the time to respond to all of them but right. I, I try mm-hmm. um i want to kind of pivot back to transparent black guy okay because when uh i reached out i actually didn't even know that you had extended your brand wow okay um to that to that point in the platform and um i thought it was interesting because you know there aren't a lot of i know a lot of um people who like have brands that promote women empowerment and stuff mm-hmm. like that and I love all of them but I don't see that from I don't see that for men yeah lot. and not only do I not see that for men I'll see women promoting brands for men and I don't see men promoting brands for men. <laughs> and I'm just f- trying to figure out like how is that void how is that void created and um why is it only taking the women 
like why is it taking the women to so like why are men doing it yeah like, <laughs> I, I mean that's like, a good question like it's, like it's weird like i think it's i think it's a little i think it's a little awkward and i just want to get your perspective on that i mean i do think it's awkward and i also felt like for a long time well like i can't do this because i'm not a black man so right. i can't tell black men how to heal and how to get themselves together um i can tell them what we what we want but like mm-hmm. i can't i can't force them or or make them feel like this space is safe um, so I so I reached out to black men that I knew wanted to start platforms, mm-hmm. but just didn't have the time, right. weren't consistent enough, you know, or just um, were, I guess, afraid in a sense. And so mm-hmm. I just had like really honest conversations with them. And I was just like, OK, will you help me? Is it something you think I should do? Do you feel like this is wrong? Because, again, like. I'm a black woman, but I don't know shit about being a black man. Like, that's not my space. So I was very um, intentional uh, about creating Transparent Black Guy. And I had a lot of reservations for a long time because I felt like, well, I don't want them to be like, it's a woman running this shit. Like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, and not and. (laughs) <laughs> and not and not wanting to 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 be there um but i also felt like again you know just making sure that um i had black men in charge and and just but mm-hmm. but they also but also having them understand my vision and mm-hmm. understanding that transparency was the goal and so whatever transparency looks like for y'all cool you know but like mm-hmm. we not gonna be transparent as fuck with transparent black girl and transparent uh-huh. black guy y'all talking about what the fuck y'all want to talk about like right, nah right. like we gonna talk about everything <laughs> um and so for me like that was just important to make sure um that they had a space and a space that at some point I will back off of altogether mm-hmm. and just let black men um run it with the understanding of like what transparent and black as a collective right. um desires and our missions and values um but in general um that's not a space that I desire to control by any means um but I did feel like well if, if y'all ain't going to start it then who the fuck right. is going like you know <laughs> what I mean like yeah. then like who's going to do it and and it's interesting now just like being in this space seeing so many um, like black men respond well and mm-hmm. be excited and reach out to me like, yo, do you need an intern? Do you need a social media manager? Right. Um, just asking me the help that I need, um, the models that I had for my shoot um, to launch Transparent Black Guy, um, how excited they were. And they were like, whatever you need, like we don't just want a model for you. We want to help you build the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, so I definitely have um, like, a, you know, a, I wouldn't say a plethora of black men, but like mm-hmm. I got at least a dozen, you know, that, that are excited and that are, you know, helpful and are ready to do the work. Um, so that's definitely a goal that I have for 2020 to make sure that transparent black guy has a solid team and that black men really understand that this space is not only theirs, but it's a space where their healing is the priority um, because I never want to make them feel like I'm controlling the content. Um, or that I'm controlling the space, like right. even like for the events for Transparent Black Guy, to be honest with you, outside of making sure the logistics are good, I don't even want to be there because uh, it's not my space. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'll, you know, I definitely want to let them know that I'm appreciative of that, of the help and them wanting to come out. Um, but the same way that there are no men in the space for Transparent Black Girl there won't be any there won't be any women in the space for transparent black guy unless that's something that like down the line i feel like we were all like ready for um as far as like having like a wellness retreat with like you know both components together yeah yeah, so that's definitely the goal like long term but i but i feel like um y'all are much more vulnerable with each other (laughs) than y'all are with us in terms of like having those real conversations i feel on occasion like Uh, and it's like debatable i think i disagree with you think so it's, it's definitely debatable I mean, and again, so I'm not like, and again, I'm open to like conversation in general, even with you guys, like as far mm-hmm. as like, you know, your input, I've just been talking to every, honestly, every black man that I come in contact with, um, just about like what they think. Um, 
But I also feel like I don't want us to like overpower the space mm-hmm. and it'd be a space where y'all feel like y'all can't be vulnerable because we are telling y'all what to do or telling right. y'all how to heal, you know? And mm-hmm. so I'm just trying to find a balance with it. Um, because again, if I'm saying it's a safe space, I, I feel like we shouldn't, we also shouldn't be all up in your space telling you how to go about your wellness journey. So I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. trying to, trying to find a balance and make sure that I'm working with black men as far as, you know, the host and the social media managers and, right. Um, even like the video content that I'm getting ready to start up mm-hmm. for black men, like, and just having a space where like y'all can just, you know, be honest with each other and, and learn to be more vulnerable. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like that's some shit that like y'all just weren't taught, you know, like y'all, y'all are taught to be strong and not cry and go to work. Like, that's about it. Like, you yeah, know, that's right. And, and that's great. But like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the bare, that's the bare minimum, mm-hmm. you know? And like, we can't be, you know, healing from trauma and going to therapy and then coming home and y'all just still doing the same shit. Word. Like that's just not, yeah. it's just not going to work. And I just feel like in order for us to heal together, we both need to like be adamant about like this wellness work and i feel like again there aren't many spaces for black men and so because of that i'm like okay well if y'all ain't gonna do this shit then i will and i'll get the black men together and i'll make sure that they're good and for Mm -hmm. me i just feel like my goal for transparent black guy is for it to be everything that i wish my father had Mm. when um when he was growing up and i feel like if if he was taught to be vulnerable and if he was taught to love himself and he was taught to be honest about his experiences um, then he then he would have had a much better life. And, right. I, and I feel like um, he can continue to have a much better life. But but there's a there's a missing like there's a mm-hmm. there's a missing link, even like just in conversations with him. I had asked him, um, like, you know, do you think you like should go to therapy? And he was like, yeah, I could use some couch time. But like, mm-hmm. that was it. <laughs> like, he just he yeah. admitted that he needed to go. And I feel like for him, he thought that was like like his, yeah. you know, that was enough. Like, mm-hmm. OK, well, yeah, I know I need to be there. But like, OK, when you going to start, you know? Yeah, that's crazy that you say that, too, because a lot of times when therapy is brought up in conversation with black men, they don't even want to they don't even want to do it. Yeah. So the fact that he admitted that he would be willing to but hasn't taken the steps forward is progress. Yeah. Um, What's your relationship with him? Uh, We're good. I mean, we Mm -hmm. definitely have had a struggle um, Mm -hmm. as far as that relationship. But I mean, but who hasn't had a struggle with it? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, uh, but for me, I think that I've just gotten to a space within myself with, with my dad and just my parents and people in general that I feel like our parents are just people who right. produce other people. And right. I feel like we right. can we can almost like get to a space where we feel like like mm-hmm. they were just created to like be our parents yeah. and like be the best for us. And like that sort of thinking is selfish as like, fuck. Nah, they're just winging yeah, it. Yeah, like they're just winging <laughs> it. <laughs> like, you know, and so for me, I definitely had um a lot of. I guess like frustration with my dad growing up. He was really critical of mm-hmm. me, of my weight, of what he thought I should be and do. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized he was super critical because like he was battling an eating disorder right. and he hated himself because his father was extremely critical of him. Mm-hmm. And so he felt like his criticism was like love and like right. preparing me for what he thought my life would be like if I didn't mm-hmm. do something about my weight. And so for me, it didn't, it didn't really hit me until I was like, maybe like, 2021 Mm -hmm. um how much he was really struggling and how like he had never really had tried to do anything to hurt me he just thought that like what he was telling me was was love and it was protection and once i started to realize 
how much he had experienced, how much my grandfather had not been there for him, Mm -hmm. how no one ever taught him how to be a man, how no one ever taught him how to be faithful. Um, I just started to have so much more compassion for him than anything. Mm -hmm. And so when I feel like he's not showing up for me, I, instead of being angry with him, I ask myself, how am I not showing up for myself? And when I feel like he's being selfish, I ask myself, when is the last time I've been selfish to somebody that I love, you know, and mm-hmm. I've just really just tried to focus now on inner work and just love my dad for who he is versus demanding him to be all of these things that like he never signed up for. Like all he ever signed up for was to be with my mother and yeah. that resulted in a child, you know? And yeah. so for me, I just feel like expecting him to be like the dads that we saw on TV is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to. I, I feel like I should just be grateful for the relationship that we have and love him for who he is as he continues to work on himself. Um, and that's just, just been a big part for me of just like maturing. And again, just understanding again, like our parents are people mm-hmm. and you know, there was no real book. And my dad had me at 25. Like mm-hmm. I know I would have been a shitty parent at 25, you know, yeah. like, um, and so just that understanding and just wanting him to, to live his best life. Right. And at this point I'm like, I want us to be cool. And if I have to help him heal in order for us to be in a better place, in order for him to be in a better place, then that's just what I'm going to do, you know? Um, so we're good. But um, I definitely think that now I'm, I don't expect things from him anymore. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just more so like, I want to make sure that he has a good life and that anything he ever didn't give me, I just want to focus on making sure I give that to myself because I feel like in any situation, especially with your parents, anytime you look for them to fill voids in you, it's very dangerous because like it's, it's not up for anyone else to, to do the work for you and help you heal. And I feel like, especially when you're in a place where you've done like a lot of self work, like I've been in therapy for almost four years now. And so for me to expect my, you know, level of self-growth and the things that I've experienced for me to expect my dad who's never been to therapy who's never like like you understand what I'm saying like I feel like anytime you look for someone who um is not as evolved as you are to like meet you where you are to help you heal like that's just you you inflict self-pain every time you expect for that to happen and so for me I just realized that I'm just in a different place than him and it doesn't mean um that it's a judgmental space it's just a space where you understand that like there's there's no help there and there's only help that you can give like it's almost like you working out and you you like on your fitness shit and you've mm-hmm. been working out for like six years and you meet someone who's only been working out for three months right. and and you you can't you're not gonna go ask them for help on how to get your weight up like you know what i mean like they're coming to you for that and so for me i think that's just where i am where i love him and i appreciate him for who he is um but i don't expect for him to respond like i respond to things right. because that's just irrational and when he falls short i i am okay with it because i fall short all the time you know and so i'm just in a space where i'm grateful that we're not in a bad space anymore Mm -hmm. but i also am not like the little girl that i once was waiting for him to be like this like television dad and Mm -hmm. i'm just good with where we are and excited for him just healing himself even the more so we can be even better I think that one of the um, bittersweet things about getting older when it comes to our parents is that um, our expectations of them get lower. Yeah. (laughs) But our love grows. Yeah, absolutely. They're getting older. So, you know, you want to you want to develop that relationship. So it's kind of it's funny just thinking about it because it's like when I was younger, me and my mom used to butt heads like 
a lot all the time. Um, uh, I think he's, I think is mainly because I reminded her of my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know, as we get older, it's like, mom, I'm like, mom, I'm not about to sit here and argue with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a screaming match for what? Yeah. Like, like we, like we both adults. Yeah. Like, it, we can resolve this. Yeah. Whatever we're going through. Yeah. Without screaming at each other, without yelling, without being emotional. And, um, you know, it's just funny because just looking at your parent as a human being and realizing that they go through all of the shit that they go through and they went through it without keeping you in the loop about it. Yeah. And, like, you know? they just had to, and, you know, and if you're a single parent, shit, like, it's who are they talking to? <laughs> <Right>. Some, <laughs> yeah, you don't know who they're talking to. Exactly. Like, some random nigga or female coming in and out the house or whatever. Like, yeah. or, they, or maybe just no one. Yeah. Um and they didn't have social media to just like vent. Yeah, that's why they use it so weird. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> Babe, I, I <laughs> for, for real, like over, my, overshare. Like, yeah, like my my dad actually he he's like he's like a ghost follower. He don't post nothing, but mm-hmm. he's always watching. He's always looking. Like yeah, and then like, I get to his house and he got all these questions about the stuff I post. Right, like um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think that that you know as we get older, the expectations get lower, but the love grows. And for me. I've just been in a space with my dad um, where my love is going for him as a person, mm-hmm. but like also as a man and just even the things right. that he did teach me. And, and in spite of all of the things that happened, yeah. um, I had a beautiful relationship with my grandfather mm-hmm. and I didn't experience um, or discover that he was a horrible father until he died. Like wow. my dad let me have that relationship with him, even mm-hmm. though he was a horrible father. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I say horrible, <laughs> I mean horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my dad um, suffered from an eating disorder because my grandfather was very thin. My mm-hmm. father was not. And my grandpa would like, you know, run him over with a car while he was running. If he wasn't running fast enough what? to lose weight. Yeah. Like my grandfather, he was he was vicious. It's and um, but my dad never let me see that. Mm-hmm. He never spoke anything bad about him. And he let us have a beautiful relationship. And he let me bury him thinking he was this perfect person. Right. And so when I found out that he wasn't, I was devastated. But I also looked at it like wow you love me that much that you wanted me to have that with him even though you didn't did he hate him um yeah <laughs> he did he, 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 he hated him and i loved him so much like mm-hmm. I, I still love him so much yeah. and so for me um to know that number one he let me have that relationship because he could have been like fuck you like mm-hmm. i'm not ever letting you near my kid you know and he let us be close he let us always spend time together mm-hmm. um and he let me think that he was all of those wonderful things and he if i and i feel like people can be both and that like sometimes our parents they right. you know they they become different people like we become different people like it all depends on you could talk to somebody that knew me five years ago and they could have a whole different perspective of who i am now so you know probably so should, honestly. so yeah <laughs> so so i so i definitely feel like um he he let me have that and then i just also think about um just the, the way he still managed to make time for me, you know, my father has six kids now, but when I was born, it was just me. And so mm-hmm. even the fact that he's still been able to make time for me and how he, um, you know, would make a really big deal of my birthday every year. And I thought that was just because that's just what he did, but mm-hmm. nobody ever celebrated his birthday when he was a kid. So he made it a conscious effort to like make me feel like my birthday was a national holiday to where like now with men, you don't like my birthday big deal. Like I'm, you, I'm canceling you. I'm canceling <laughs> you because like, that's what I'm used to, you know? So I, I look at things now, and I just appreciate the things that he did do right versus all the shit that he did wrong. Because right. I feel like that's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And then just like you said, with the expectations, like my mom and I are really close. And so for a long time, I wanted my dad and I to be as close as my mom went and mm-hmm. I were. And I was just like, 
why am I trying to duplicate this shit? Right. Like yeah. maybe maybe God gave me the mother he gave me. Exactly. Maybe he gave me the mother that he maybe that he gave me the mom that he gave me because he knew the struggles I would have with my dad. So right. all the while I'm like holding up this measuring stick for him of what my mom is and he's failing every time because he's not my mother. He's never gonna be her. You mm-hmm. know? And so I think that once I adjusted my expectations and I understood that this is the father that I have and I definitely wouldn't want any other one because I feel like I wouldn't be as adamant about healing as I am if I did not have such a fucked up father, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I definitely feel like um, it's it's just been a, it's been a necessary journey mm-hmm. and everything that I, I've experienced as a result of the things that were good about him that weren't, but you know, you know, good about him. Um, it helped me be the person that I am. And so if anything, I'm just, I'm grateful and I, and I'm appreciative and um, he doesn't always understand the things <laughs> that I do mm-hmm. as far as social media um, and body positivity. But um, I know he's proud and like we, we've definitely had conversations where he said, you know, I'm really proud of how you turned out. You turned out great. Um, but then he also said like, but I can only imagine how great you would have turned out if it weren't for me. And like mm. the issues. And so I even appreciated that, that there was an accountability for his mental illness and just the space that he was in. Um, but I just honestly, like you said, the older I get, the more I just focus on the love. Right. Um, just because anything else is just wasted energy. Well, thank you for your moment. Of <laughs> transparency. You're welcome. Um, you, it looks like you have a lot on your plate for 2020. Uh, yeah. We're all gearing up to do it big. I feel the good energy is being uh, is being spread right now. You said that you want to build up your team for transparent for both transparent black girl and transparent black guy. Yeah, definitely. It's insane that you have that the transparent black girl platform has twenty thousand followers <laughs> and you're still running that by yourself. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Social media <laughs> on the success is, of yes, that. No joke. Um. Yeah, and just speak about like some upcoming events or. What, what what plans do you have? Um, well, twenty twenty. Um, we definitely have a big event coming that I that I can't talk about yet. Um, okay, but I, but okay. I'm but I'm definitely gonna announce it soon. Um, Transparent Black Girl will be two in March, so mm. I'm definitely gonna have a really big event for the spring. Um, that I'm really excited about. I'm definitely gonna have an event for Transparent Black Guy as well. Um, coming up in the spring, and so now it's just been a, a time to work like yeah, on, honestly sure. and just like a time for planning um with being in grad school i'm getting my master's in journalism at cuny mm-hmm. um so with being in grad school i've definitely had to be strategic with when i plan and and when i coordinate events um so i had an event in october for mental illness awareness week with a panel of like black and brown therapists and it was a great event but i was very stressed so mm-hmm. i said i would never plan an event again while school was in session right, right. um so i'm just really going to take this next month and a half that i have just to get um, the ball, you know, and, and, and gear and just planning out um, the rest of 2020. But what's next? Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of video content. I definitely mm-hmm. want for um, black women and black men to understand like what what we do and what this is for. And to just understand the level of transparency that we have in events, like making that impact on social media as well. And so having black men talk about therapy, talk about, you know, trauma, talk about healing, talk about. Um, you know, all the things that they didn't learn, you know, growing up about what it, what it is to be a man and like the, the expectations. And so um, I'm really excited about the video content and, and everything that I'm working on. So, of course, building a team, mm-hmm. um, you know, recruiting more black men to, you know, let me know their input and, and you know, join on. And um, yeah, so I, w- I would say that's about that's about it. Just um, the 
event that I'm planning for the spring is going to be a really big event. It'll be the biggest event that we've had so far. So it's um, going to take a lot of work. And so that's the the main focus for over over the break. So I will not be getting a lot of sleep. <laughs> um, but but I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited for um, for 2020 and for everything transparent and black. Uh, speaking of events, actually, uh, we when we were on the e board for Black Student uh, <laughs> for the Black Student Union, you started the Don't Touch My Hair event. I did. That was like shit. Like, <laughs> yo, that event was like huge, yeah, and that yeah. was like it's it's crazy because that was like one of the that was like the event that like took us to like the next level. Yeah, like, grew our um, student body. Yeah, yeah, and everything like that, and like. Did you know that you was going to be here? Nah. <laughs> nah. And again, so even <laughs> Just then a couple that, years yeah, after. Nah, not at all. And so even then that, like, I remember my first event for Transparent Black Girl. I was like, you've done an event before. Like, this is just mm-hmm. another VSU event. Like, yeah. you got this. Like, it's good. Like, you know, like, don't stress. So I tried to, like, remind myself of that, that, like, this wasn't the first time that I did that. Mm-hmm. And I remember even at the first Don't Touch My Hair, because remember we had a really small Don't Touch My Hair yeah. in the beginning, and then we had a really big one the spring yeah. semester. And Ms. so, Jessie's yeah, well, exactly. So, yeah, we got Miss Jessie as a sponsor. <laughs> so I'm like, so even when I was, like, securing sponsors for my new event, I was like, girl, you've been securing sponsors for a long time. Like, yeah. you got this. Like, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I remember the first event, somebody came up to me afterwards. I think it was Charles, mm-hmm. like the Charles the Dancer. Right. And he was like, are you like a broadcast, like journalism major? Like you <laughs> like really do well and stuff like this. And I was like, what? I was yeah. like, no, like I'm pre-law. Plan like no, seat. Right. Like playing the seat. I was like, boy, no, I'm pre-law. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm never going to be doing nothing like this. This is just for Black Student Union. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be to be in this space, it's definitely um, like hindsight is definitely 2020. For sure. You know, and um, I think that everything that we experience, good, yeah. bad, you know, um, and then different prepares you. So um, Montclair State definitely prepared me to run a business. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely prepared me to understand the late hours, the sacrifices, the mm-hmm. importance of building a team and what that looks like and the structure. Um, so, yeah, it, it definitely prepared me, but I did not anticipate uh, any of this at all. But I'm but I'm grateful now just just for everything that, you know, student government and college that it teaches you. And like when mm-hmm. you when you in it, it feels difficult. And, you know, the responsibility yeah. and you tired and you learn how to balance. But that's what the real world is, is balancing all the other shit you got going on while you still have to be, you know, yeah. present in the, in this space. And then you graduate and you yeah. look back and you're like, what the fuck was I stressed about? <laughs> exactly. Fuck? You like you thought that was stressed. Then you can get hit with yeah. the real stress out, out here and, right. and you realize um, you know that, like you said, that wasn't nothing compared to the <laughs> well, literally <laughs> to, not shit. to the real stuff you got, you know, going on. But it definitely did prepare me, and it made me also understand that like I I could do this, and mm-hmm. that I already did it. And right. so I, I realized like, okay, if I if I if I created that space, and you know, with the help of the people that I had, because even with that, I definitely had a lot of help. You know, Chanel was extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone that we went to college with, and like just the team in general, the sponsors. Um, but so I think it was, like you said, like it was definitely preparation. And so I'm glad that I had that as a, as a mark to make mistakes, to, you know, understand what was needed and to like see what it literally is like to build out something and fight for it mm-hmm. uh, cuz you know we definitely had to do a lot of yeah. you know fighting for things that <laughs> a lot of things Shit. that we wanted, you know, between the name change and mm-hmm. you know everything that we experience but i'm but i am i'm super grateful for student government and right. the things that i learned there and to even have like people from 
MSU to be at my events. Like that's right, such a right, crazy right. thing. Like to have so many people from MSU. Like at every event that I've had, I've had somebody from MSU come and show up that I that's didn't awesome. anticipate coming. So they still show me Real so much love. To your work. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for sitting down with me today. Thank you. I for really having appreciate me. you. Um, how about you plug your social media? So, yeah. So you can follow me at Meant to Be As Mean on all social media platforms. And you can follow Transparent Black Girl and Transparent Black Guy on all social media followings as well. Just how it sounds. Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike History. Follow me on Instagram at Last Name History. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Versus Mike History. And that is all. We are out. <laughs>